Well, 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 welcome everybody here to God Squad Church. It's so awesome to have you. If you're popping in for the first time, my name is Pastor Susie, and I have the immense honor and privilege to be the lead pastor and founder here at God Squad Church. And hey, I want to extend a special welcome to everyone that's listening. How many of y'all know that our church is not just the people that are here during first service? I want to give some love to those that are watching pre-recorded during second service, those watching the VODs, the YouTube, even you might, you might not even know. We got this on Spotify and other podcast platforms. I'm whipping my phone out. Can we throw some hearts in the chat to welcome every single person that's watching these on all of our platforms? Thank you so much for everyone that's tuning in. We might not be able to see you, but we see you. You matter, we care about you, and our church has been created so we can minister in love and serve you. I want to share with you guys one quick thought before we jump into our message today. Some of you that have been watching Twitch for a long time, you might know two things. That one, the chat can be amazing. The chat can be a huge blessing. I really believe that 50% of every streamer's experience is the chat. Chats can be amazing. We've had moments where people come in the chat and they say hi for the first time, literally just scrolling through, just chatting category, have no idea what they're even walking into, and they'll just say hi. And all of a sudden, like 10 people are like, hey, good to have you. Welcome to church. This is awesome to meet you. And that person's like, yo, I don't even think I believe in God, but these people are awesome. And they end up sticking around, joining the Discord, and end up giving their lives to follow Jesus because the chat could be an amazing experience. But the second thing is you might know the chat can also be distracting. <laughs> the chat can be both epic and sometimes not so epic. There are moments where sometimes trolls might come in. Can I tell you, Jesus loves trolls. There was a point in my life, and even today, where I don't always behave the way that I should. I don't always talk the way that I should. Jesus Christ gave his life to save trolls and people just like me and like you. Sometimes the chat has trolls. Sometimes a chat just had people with good intentions who just, you know, want to talk about what they ate for dinner. But sometimes it ain't really relevant to what we're doing. <laughs> and sometimes the chat can be a little bit distracting. And what we want to do here at God Squad Church is we want to build a culture where we can allow the chat to be available, but in a way where it's a distraction-free zone. There are some people who love the chat. Some people don't really like the chat so much. We want to encourage you. We want you to get the best out of today's message. We want you to get the, the best out of today's entire service. So if you're someone that's easily distracted by the chat, hey, go ahead and just full screen that window. Maybe minimize the chat. Because what we've tried to do over the past several months is we've done what's called emote-only mode. And here at God Squad Church, we love to experiment until we can find whatever the best strategy is. But if you really understand Twitch culture, everybody hates emote-only mode. It's just kind of the way it is, especially people that are far from God come into a Twitch channel and they're like, there's a stigma that like this channel's not even big enough to need emote only mode. And so what we want to do is experiment, hashtag free the chat, okay? We want to give you guys opportunity to contribute to the service, hashtag free melee, okay? And so here's what we'd ask, right? <laughs> here's what we'd ask. We want to free the chat. Who the Bible says, who the Son says free is free indeed. Today we're setting that chat free in Jesus' name. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave the chat open, but will you help us build a culture to where the chat contributes to the service? I want you to be spamming the amens. When someone comes in brand new, I want you to welcome them. But hey, if somebody's got a question, do us a favor. Hey, we got incredible mods. Give it up for the mods in the chat. We got mods who are trained and equipped to answer those questions. We got some staff that are available to pray with people. So if the chat gets a little bit distracting for you, hey, go ahead and full screen it, minimize it. And if you're going to be a part of the chat, hey, if you could do us a favor, use the chat in a way that's going to contribute to the service. And together, I believe today, you're going to be blessed. Speaking in terms of chat and culture, there are so many things about Twitch that I love, okay? There are other platforms that are very, very, very valid today. It used to be the world where Twitch was the only good platform. But now there's YouTube and you know, 
Facebook gaming, praise God for the boomers, right? But Twitch is still my favorite, okay? Because there's a culture on Twitch that you can't find anywhere else. And for me, a lot of that culture is lived out through emotes. Everybody right now, in the chat, whether you're here in person, watching online, pick your favorite emote, and I want you to just put it in the chat right now, okay? I'm putting in my favorite emote of all time. Whatever your favorite emote is, put it in the chat. And the reason I love Mixer, I mean, not Mixer, my goodness gracious. Mixer is long dead, too soon, feels bad. The reason I love Twitch is honestly I think it has the best emotes. I, I, I really do. And there's some emotes that if you don't really watch Twitch often, if you're not like a really avid Twitch watcher, you might not understand the culture. There are certain emotes that only those that have been around for quite a while might understand. And one of those emotes is Kappa. If you've never really watched too much of Twitch, you might not know what this emote means. This is Kappa, okay? If you don't know the use of Kappa, Kappa is essentially used to describe something sarcastic. So you'd put it after a sentence that's not exactly true, and then you'd say Kappa. Let me give you a perfect example. Susie has an amazing hairline, Kappa, okay? Y'all pray for me, all right? There's some amazing emotes, but you only understand these emotes if you've been around for a long time. Another emote you might not know, it's the famous PogChamp, okay? PogChamp is used to describe an epic moment. If you just clicked ahead, right? If you just realized that there's a preacher on Twitch with a pog champ on his face, that is a pog champ moment right there. Spam the pogs in the chat, right? But there's a culture behind what these mean. But now on top of normal Twitch emotes, you gotta be like a hardcore Twitch viewer to know this next one. Because there are certain emotes that anyone can use on mobile or desktop, but then there's the hardcore viewers who have gone and downloaded the Chrome extension called BTTV, Better Twitch TV. It's better to watch Twitch with a Better Twitch TV. Can I get an amen in the chat? But when you do that, you unlock some specific emotes that other people don't know about. Only the hardcore Twitch viewers, those that really know the culture, know feels bad man, okay? Now this emote is used to describe any, any sad moment. You almost had a nice headshot, but then you died, you failed, you ripped, oof, feels bad man. These are the hardcore Twitch viewers. Now, if you're not so hardcore, you might know the LOL emote, capital L-U-L. Everyone's spamming in the chat. That's probably my most frequently used emote. But if you're a hardcore Twitch viewer, then you know Omega LOL, okay? This is a distorted, expanded, stretched version of the LOL. It's bigger, it's better. It's not just funny, it's Omega funny. But now these emotes are emotes that people know only if they've been around for a long time, they understand the culture, and they know how all of this works. The same way that only those that have been around Twitch for a long time understand these emotes is the same way that a lot of people understand certain terminology that we use in the Christian faith. There are certain words that I call Christianese. There are certain words that like, you only know what they mean if you've been around for a long time. Do me a favor, put a five in chat if you've been around church for a long time. And if you haven't, man, we're so glad you're here. God bless you. We created our church to reach people just like you, to give you an opportunity to hear about God's love. But I'm putting a five in chat, because I'm 29 years old, been in church for 29 years, okay? I've had my struggles, but I, I never stopped going to church because my parents made me, and I'm a grown man, and I love Jesus, thank God. But there's certain words that if you've been around church for a long time, I want you to either say them out loud with me, if you know it, or put it in the chat. I'm going to begin the phrase, and you're going to finish it. Y'all ready? God is good. All the time. And all the time. Somebody put it in the chat. 
You've been around church for a long time. This may be another phrase that you might know. You ask somebody how they're doing. Finish it for me. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. Now that's, I'm talking, that's like a better Twitch TV Christian phrase. Like you can't just be a Twitch watcher. Like you got to be hardcore to know the blessed and highly favored, okay? Only the OG, been around church 29 years. I mean, I know words like transubstantiation, and I know that I don't even believe in it, right? Those are the hardcore people. They downloaded the Chrome extension. They know blessed and highly favored. But the thing about these phrases and Christianese that we can use is they can, one, be a bit confusing, right? You're like, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. You're like, what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> I have no idea, like, well, like, I just asked you how you are. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask you to do me a favor. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then it starts getting crazy. I'm blessed and highly favored, covered by the blood of Jesus. You should check out my channel. We'll cover you in the blood. Like, what? I'm like, I'm not trying to get covered in the blood, bro. Like, what's happening here? So first of all, it's just weird, you know what I'm saying? But two is when people use these phrases, depending who's hearing them, sometimes they can be really frustrating. Because you can ask someone, maybe you're not doing so well in life, and you ask someone, how are you doing, blessed and highly favored? You're like, man, wish I felt favored. It's kind of annoying sometimes. And you hear these people, they're always super bubbly. How are you doing, blessed and highly favored? <laughs> Bro, you're not even like a real person. Like, give me a, re- give me a real answer. And these moments can be frustrating. And if you don't even know what the word favor means, when understanding God's favor, favor could be understood to mean preferential treatment or excessive kindness, unfair treatment, that although I'm undeserving of God's mercy, he gave it to me anyway. That although I deserve wrath, that although I am the one who sinned against the holy God, Jesus died? How's that fair? It's not. That's the point. It's his unfair chosen treatment towards me and to all people who have given their lives to follow Jesus. It's his favor. But I think especially right now around Christmas season and in 2020, I don't know about y'all, but there are moments where I don't feel favored. I don't feel favored. The title of my message today is I don't feel favored. I talked about this in my chat yesterday and a member of our community, Warrior Snow, said, you might as well change the title to my name. Because that's exactly how I feel. I don't feel favored. I don't feel favored. But what I want to encourage every one of you today is that just because you don't feel favored doesn't mean you aren't favored. And what I want to do is I want to read a story from the New Testament, the book of Luke, that talks about the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and really unpack this idea of what to do when I don't feel favored. Read this with me. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. It's going to be on the screen for you. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town that was in Galilee, to a virgin pledged, meaning she was engaged, to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings you, here's the word, who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. 
verse 31. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was, who was said to be unable to conceive, now she's in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. It's not even the point of the sermon, but you better just underline that in your Bible. You better get that down in your spirit, that no word from God will ever fail. 2020 won't cause it to fail. No word from God will ever fail. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I, here it is again, so favored? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Final verse. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. This is Mary, the mother of Jesus. At a young age, most commentators speculate that Mary is probably around 15 years old. Today, we would call her a child, being told that she is about to give birth to a baby. And it's not just any baby, it's Jesus, the Son of God, the one who will come and save the people from her sins. And God sends an angel to her. Let's start again in verse 26. I want to read a few verses to you again. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. This is a big deal. God sending an angel to an individual to release such good news to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. But look at this, verse 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The angel has labeled her as favored. So in the moment, you might think, well, if an angel calls me favored, i got to be favored. Like the fact that God sent me an angel was proof enough that I'm favored. And she is favored, but look at how she feels. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled. God just sent an angel to her, and the angel like talked. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a sticking angel in front of her, and it's speaking, and he calls her favored. And then Mabel, Mary calls herself troubled. She was favored, but felt troubled. Some of you probably can understand that you can be favored and not feel favored. In 2020, you probably wouldn't say, this is the year of the Lord's favor. You probably wouldn't say that, but it doesn't mean that it isn't true. 
I want you to understand today that even if you feel troubled, you are favored. You have been given God's blessing, his salvation, his righteousness. The Bible says that for all that have given their lives to follow Jesus, I am the righteousness of God. My circumstances don't get to label who I am. My feelings don't get to label who I am. I am favored of the Lord. And I want you to type this in the chat, and I want you to say it with me. I feel troubled, but I am favored. Type it in the chat one more time. I feel troubled, but I am favored. That's who you are. You feel troubled, but you are favored. Your situation doesn't get to dictate who you are, your position with God. You are favored. But I got to be honest, at moments, I don't feel favored. State of Virginia just put out some new regulations that on Christmas, it's down to a gathering of 10 people. Now, I've, I've kept my cool most of 2020. I've been calm, cool, collected. Good old smiling Susie. And I'm following the rules. I had a face mask on right before I came on stage. We're social distancing. We're doing all the rules. I'm trying to be a good citizen. I'm doing all the good things. But I can be honest, I'm frustrated. Now you're messing with my Christmas. It's a big deal. I'm not feeling very pog champ, if you know what I'm saying. I'm a little frustrated. Like, if COVID had a face, I'd lower its mask and give it a good old Susie slap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, you go to another church. You ain't welcome here. Okay? We love all people except the COVID guy. He's not welcome here. I'm frustrated. And I don't feel favored. But just because I don't feel favored doesn't mean I'm not favored. Just because I'm frustrated, and I'll get over it. I'll move on. I'll be good. Don't worry about me. Pray for me, though. But just because I don't feel favored doesn't mean I'm not favored. And the angel of the Lord comes to Mary, says, you, not just favored, you who are highly favored of the Lord. And her response is, yeah, but I feel, I feel troubled. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel of the Lord said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Many of us are feeling fear, feeling frustration. But don't forget, you are favored. Verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. And here's a million-dollar question. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, I don't know, like Jesus, like, I know you created the whole universe, but I don't know if you know how, like, biology works, you know what I'm saying? Like, how will this be? The angel is giving her a promise, but this promise is coupled with a problem. You have to understand, this is a massive deal. Not just because of the how the world is going to work. We're going to get to that in a second. But back in those days in Jewish culture, being pregnant out of wedlock was a big deal. Like they would sometimes stone people to death. Stone people to Like this is a massive deal. This, this is a problem. This is a promise from God that she's so favored that she gets to have the Son of God. 
But this also creates a problem for her. Like, you have to understand, like, her reputation is on the line. Her engagement is on the line. Like, she's engaged to a man, family-friendly, that she's never interacted with, if you know what I'm saying, right? So, like, they've never connected. And so, like, this is a big deal. Like, how is this woman pregnant? Like, I want you to picture Mary. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, Joey. Joey, you know, I love you. Got some news. Um, pregnant, and uh, God's the daddy. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, this is not okay. This is not okay. It doesn't make any sense. Mary is putting her reputation on the line. For Mary, this is not just a promise. Like, this is a problem. Like, this could go real south real fast. But this was God's favor. But if you study the Bible, you'll often see that oftentimes when God gives a promise, it starts with a problem. David, you're going to be the king of this nation. But first, you got a problem. He's ginormous, and his name is Goliath. And then when you take him down, then you're going to have to deal with King Saul, and it's going to be a whole bunch of drama there. Oh, hey, I'm going to give you a promise, no, that you're going to save the world. But, yeah, you're going to have to build this ginormous boat, and nobody's going to help you, and they're all going to hate you and think you're crazy. Noah had God's favor, but he also had haters. He had so much favor that people hated him. They thought he was crazy. You read time and time and time again throughout the Bible, oftentimes when people did amazing things, oftentimes had some drama. Like if Mary were living in today's world and she was a Twitch streamer, canceled. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I watch an esports talk show on, on YouTube where they, they give all the drama. They, they, they talk about all the news. And I'm not into like following drama. But like we're, we're the church on Twitch. And I consider Twitch to be the city that God has called me to reach. And so I don't watch drama for the sake of drama. I watch drama for the sake of knowing where the needs are because how can I meet a need I don't know exists? So I follow this YouTube channel, shameless plug, called Esports Talk, and they're always talking about the drama. If this was Mary, she'd be on Esports Talk. She'd be on Twitter. People canceling her left and right because she's crazy. She's pregnant out of wedlock. This is a big, big problem. It's not just as simple as like, oh, I'm so privileged to be the mother of, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. This is a promise with a problem. And you might be asking, like, okay, yeah, this seems dramatic and, like, has a huge problem. God, I know that you're, like, you know, God of the universe and you're, like, super smart, but, like, don't you think you could have found, like, an easier way for Jesus to come into the world? It had to be done this way. Jesus needed to be birthed by a virgin woman for a very, very important few reasons. One, you need to understand that Jesus was not just a man. He was fully God. He was not just a human being. He was the son of God. He carried his power, his deity. He was 100% man and 100% God. So if he had had two human parents, he would have just been another human. He would have carried no authority, no power, no deity, no righteousness. He would have just been another, another guy named Jesus. No big deal. But because... Mary was his mother, and God, the Holy Spirit, conceived Jesus in her womb. He was both human and God. Because of this, in the 33 and a half years that Jesus would walk on this earth, the Bible says that he faced every temptation you and I have faced. Like, he faced them all. We don't actually know too many details, but, like, he faced opportunities where he could have sinned if he wanted 
The fact that he was birthed from Mary meant that he was tempted, but the fact that he was birthed of God meant that he had the strength to do what we can't do, to say no to sin, and he never once sinned. He was perfect, flawless, and because of this, he was qualified to pay the price for our sins. The only one who is qualified and justified to make justice be served in place of a bunch of sinners like me and you is for him to be perfect. So there is no other way. It's called immaculate conception, miraculous conception, supernatural. It's a supernatural conceiving from God, but in order to get to the promise that Mary would give birth to Jesus, she needed to go through the drama. She needed to go through the problem. There was no promise without getting through the problem. And what I want you to catch here is that on the other side of your problem, God is a promise. But we want to wish away the problem before we get to the promise. 2020 is messing everything up. But I believe in a God that gives us victory, that he is working out all things for the good, that on the other side of your season, on the other side of your struggle, on the other side of the fact that you haven't been able to sing for two years, on the other side of the fact that your wife is getting sick, on the other side of the fact that you don't know what's next for your future, on the other side of all these problems, God has a promise. And in the same way that Mary could have not gotten to the promise of Jesus, without the issues and drama of a virgin birth, is the same way that you can't get to your promise without overcoming the problem. But just because you feel frustrated doesn't mean you're not favored. The fact that Mary had to deal with the reputation of the virgin girl who's somehow pregnant, that meant that she was favored, not hated by God. The fact that she had all these issues, the fact that she needed to deal with all this drama was not because God hated her. It was actually because God favored her. It was because God favored her. And what we do is we just blame everything on the devil. Oh, something bad's happened in my life. Like no one comes out of an office like from their boss that just got fired and be like, I'm favored. Like, nobody does that. But we don't understand is God might be closing one door so we can open up another, not because he hates you, but because he favors you. But we just blame all the bad stuff on the devil. Like I really, I, like, I really believe in like, today's world, in westernized Christianity, that if Mary were living today, that if the angel of the Lord came to her and was like, I'm about to give you all this drama, like she would have rebuked him in Jesus' name. Like, for real. She'd be like, ah, uh, well, this sounds dramatic. This sounds problematic, so this can't be from the Lord. This must be of the devil. I rebuke you, angel, in the name of Jesus, right? You're a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Nothing bad can ever happen. No, 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 I want, I want you to understand. This was a promise of God coupled with problems that she needed to overcome. But when bad happens, we start just blaming everything on the devil. But the fact that you got some struggles right now might not be because the devil's attacking you. It might be because you're favored of the Lord. It might be because you got God's favor on you. And on the other side of your problem, you got a promise that God wants to give in abundance to you. But we're so busy rebuking the problems that we're never going to get to the promise. 
God wants to get you on the other side of it so you can receive your promise. And Mary needed to embrace that this promise is going to come with some drama. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to develop in me a perseverance, a strength, a trustworthiness for my God. And I encourage you today, when you're in a struggle, don't always just blame it on the devil and wish it away. Maybe start thanking God for the fact that you're favored. Thank you, Lord, the fact that I am favored of God, and so you're producing in me strength. You're producing in me so much that you want to do in my future. It doesn't mean that what you're facing isn't hard, and it doesn't mean that it's not horrible. But it means that on the other side of it, there's a promise. You might not feel favored, but you are favored. You are favored of the Lord. Verse 35 The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive, the one who was said never to ever be pregnant, now she's six months pregnant. For no word from God will ever fail I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. And look at her response. May your word to me be fulfilled. This is Mary. Favored but didn't feel favored. She felt unqualified. Felt like it shouldn't be me. But in that moment, she chose to believe fact over feeling. I feel troubled. But I'm going to accept that I'm favored, and God, may your word be fulfilled. I don't deserve to be the mother of Jesus. But if God, but by your grace, by your sovereignty, you've chosen me, I will accept the fact that I'm favored over the feeling that I'm troubled. I, I don't know how you're feeling today. I don't know what struggles you've got going on. But I challenge you in Jesus' name to receive the fact that you are favored. I feel troubled, but I am favored. you got to get it down in your DNA. you got to get it down in your soul. I am favored of the Lord. It doesn't mean that life's not going to be difficult. It doesn't mean I'm going to be rich all of a sudden. But it means no matter what comes my way, I am favored. I've been given special treatment from God. I deserve wrath, but I've been given his mercy. I've been given his blessing. I've been given his grace. I feel troubled, but I am favored. I don't feel it every day. I don't always wake up with a smile. But just because I feel a certain way doesn't change who I am. Definitely doesn't change what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. His favor is available to you. And the only way for you to understand and to truly know that you already have everything you need is to accept the fact that you already do. You already have his favor. You don't need to earn it. You couldn't if you tried. You don't need to earn his favor. You don't need to work harder. You don't need to read your Bible more. You don't need to pray. Man, if you go seven days without missing a prayer time for one day, finally you'll have his favor. No, no, no. You can mess it up. You can be a failure. You can be like me who drops the ball 
all the time, who doesn't get it right, and still be favored. I'm troubled, but I'm favored. That's the God that I know, that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, and we want to do our best to live our lives to serve a holy God, but even when I don't get it right, I'm favored. I'm favored of the Lord. I am highly favored. I feel troubled, but I am favored. No matter what, but like Mary, she said, may your word be fulfilled. I'm not going to choose my feeling. I'm going to choose the fact. I am favored. Continuing on in verse 39, the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Look what she says. Elizabeth asks a very important question, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord Jesus should come to me. I really believe that when you start living a life where you embrace the fact that you're favored, when you start truly allowing the truth that although I feel frustrated, I've been saved, set free, filled with the power of God, the Holy Spirit is alive in me, that although I deserve wrath, I've been given grace. There's a joy that you receive that overcomes your frustration of your circumstances. It doesn't mean you never have a bad day, but like Pastor Tammy talked about, it's choosing joy even in moments where I'm unhappy. And you start living that lifestyle of favor, it starts affecting the people around you. Man, that guy is walking in that favor. You start impacting the people around you, people start asking questions. Man, how do you have so much joy? Well, I'm walking in the Lord's favor. I feel frustrated but I am favored. And it starts impacting the people around you because you're so favored. And some people start asking, man, I'm being blessed just to be around you. Elizabeth asks, how am I so, how am I so favored that I get to be around you in the favor and the power of the Holy Spirit that's alive in you? You start walking and living in favor, you start being a blessing to people around you. Because what's the alternative? How oh, my life sucks. 2020's really got me down. I really just feel like the world's coming to an end. The vaccine's probably not going to work anyway. Who wants to be around that? I don't bless nobody. You know what does? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to end up fixing this in 2027, but I'm walking in his favor. I feel troubled, but I'm favored. I'm being strong. I'm trusting God. People are like, I want to be around that. I want to be around that. Complaining is not going to give me hope. Being frustrated is not going to give other people hope. Living in fear doesn't give other people hope, but living in favor does. I'm walking in favor. And Elizabeth asks, how can I be so favored just to be around you and the favor that God has given you? Let me tell you, you might not be the next mother of Jesus. It's not going to happen. But the same favor, 
The same grace, the same forgiveness that God gave Mary is the same grace and favor he gives you. And you got to get that favor that's in you. you got to start putting it on other people and saying, I am choosing to trust God. I am choosing, even though I feel trouble, to live favored. And people around you are going to start getting blessed. You keep complaining. You keep being frustrated. I'm really annoyed about Christmas. And I'm choosing that for today. My friends will keep me accountable. I'm going to stop complaining. I might, I might fall from time to time. I probably won't put it on Twitter. But I might leak it out once in a while. But I'm making a decision. I'm not going to complain. I'm not, I, might, I might feel mad. But I'm not going to live mad. I might be upset, but I'm not going to live upset. I'm going to walk in God's favor. Hey, you know what? I might not be able to spend Christmas with the people I love, but I still have a Savior who was born, who died on the cross for my sins. The fact that I even get to celebrate Christmas in a country with freedom of religion where I can say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus on the Internet and not get banned, that's something for me to celebrate. That's his favor. That I am blessed even though I feel troubled. You start walking in favor, people around you start asking questions. Verse 44, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Final verses were closing. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Every single one of you are favored, but some of you just don't believe it. The Bible says that she believed that the Lord would fulfill her promises to her. Every single one of you has promises from God. Every single one of you. I'm reading the chat. If you're watching this during second service, you're favored too. Cad Bane, you're favored. Star Wars Girl, you're favored. Magic Guinea Pig, you're favored. Snow Katrina, you're favored. Cuento, you're favored. But I don't know how many of you actually believe it. I want you to know today that although you feel troubled, you are favored. God's promises to you will be fulfilled, but do you believe it? Sometimes you gotta, you got to say something out loud enough times until you actually convince yourself it's true. Asking the Holy Spirit, God, help me to just believe that I'm favored. Because if I'll be honest, I, I, I feel frustrated. I feel full of fear. I feel angry. I might spend Christmas by myself. Holy Spirit, help me to believe that I'm favored. You're not asking to receive God's favor. If you've given your life to follow Jesus, you've already got it. You just might not believe it. You genuinely might not believe that God will fulfill his promises to you. But I highlighted a verse earlier that I want to remind you of. No word from God will ever fail. His favor is upon you. It's upon you. You just need to start embracing, living, and accepting the truth that I feel troubled, but I am favored. I want to take a second and I want to pray for every single one of us because I know that this principle is one that's easier said than done. I'll just walk in favor. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored. It's easier said than done. But I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will convince your soul that if you've given your life to follow Jesus, 
you might feel troubled, but you are favored. And Father, we just ask you today in the mighty name of Jesus for every single person here watching the VODs during second service, listening on Spotify, in the chat here today, I ask in Jesus' name that you would help all of us to walk, not according to feeling, but according to fact that we are favored. I pray in Jesus' name for A.J. Valdez and Big Ben Ivy and Blue Eyes, Burger Turtle, that they are favored, that they would believe and receive that God, they're not earning your favor. We don't deserve it anyway. But embracing and understanding that God will fulfill his promise to me. I pray in Jesus' name that we would allow ourselves not to focus on our frustration or our fear, but to understand for no merit of my own, I've been given preferential treatment. Treatment that I don't deserve. God has showed me his excessive kindness. And so today, God, we stand before you grateful for your favor. Thank you. Thank you for the favor of God that is already on my life. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the mercy. Thank you that I am favored. Thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross so I could be forgiven of my sins. Thank you, God, that you've shown me your favor. In Jesus' name, amen. For some of us here, you've allowed your favor to be thrown away by your circumstances. As we get around the time of Christmas, you might be thinking that the fact that you're favored or not favored is determined by the amount of gifts that are underneath your Christmas tree. I understand that some of you, because of unemployment issues, you might not be able to get your children gifts this year. And you might look at that Christmas tree and think, there's nothing underneath, how can I be favored? But I want to encourage you that in 1 Peter, it says that Jesus, when he died on the cross, it actually uses the term that Jesus died on a tree. The word tree is interchangeable in the New Testament with the word wood, which is interchangeable with the word cross. As we understand the process, wood comes from trees, wood makes a cross. Very simple. I want to remind you today that your favor is not determined by what gifts are underneath your tree. Your favor is determined by the one who died on a tree. That he spread his arms wide for you and gave his life to die on the cross. You might not have the gift of presence for your children, but today you can receive the gift of salvation. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. That he was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and three days later rose from the grave. So that you, me, no matter who you are, you can accept the free gift the forgiveness of God that you didn't earn, that I don't deserve, but because of his love for you, he wants to give you his favor. God does not love me any more than he loves you. I believe this, that every living, breathing human is God's favorite, but only his children benefit from his favor. But the good news is, the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus can be adopted into God's family and you too can become a son or a daughter of God and you too can receive favor. How? By doing what Mary did. By believing.
Mary didn't earn it. She just needed to believe and accept that his favor is for me. And today I encourage some of you, you've never made a decision to say yes to follow Jesus. You've never embraced the forgiveness of God so that you can walk in his favor, have eternity in heaven, but have a relationship with God today. I'm not asking you to be a better person. I'm not asking you to change your behavior so that God will love you. I'm telling you, he already does. And today, you can receive his favor. You can receive his forgiveness by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. As you make Jesus Christ the king of the world, the Savior and center of your life. Pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord and my Savior. Help me, God, to follow you all the days of my life. And thank you, God. Although I didn't earn it, today I get to receive your favor. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, can we give it up for those that are giving their lives to Jesus? Come on, praise God.